0: On this week's episode of Blown Pixel, we talk about Google's latest consumer computer, Amazon buttons, Star Wars trailers, and a little bit of trouble in the Midwest with Uber. This is Blown Pixel. Welcome to episode 9 of Blown Pixel, where Cody and myself talk about tech, startups, culture, Midwest, other things that come to our minds. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Cody, how have you been, sir?
1: You know, I have been doing just fine, T-Rave. I'm pretty proud that we've got 9 episodes in the can. Uh, I just got back from a trip to New Orleans. I got a sunburn right on the face there. You know, I'm good to go. Uh, I'm I'm staying hydrated, um, but it was it was fun stuff. We went into the bayou. We did airboat rides, touched some alligators. You know the whole nine yards. It was good stuff. Very very cool. It is of course sports season. You know <laughs> it so. is sports season. I oh, see so you have your, your Royals hat on, of uh, course. Yes,
0: I, I was drugged to an outlet mall this last past weekend, and uh, uh, I've been wanting a fitted Royals hat for some time now, and so I was able to purchase it, and the Royals started their season off very strong. Uh, Minnesota Twins, however, have put a little kink in the uh, undefeated uh, uh, rolling of things, but... Nonetheless, yep. uh, they came out swinging, and it's going to be a really, really good year to uh, to be a Royals fan because for the last few years or decades, <laughs> it, re- it really hasn't. I know, Cody, you're not uh, uh, too big into the sports ball. Well, no, no, uh, you, you know, things. I have yeah, I have been of, following. As of recently, you've you've forayed into it more of on the NFL side, but uh, you you are uh, supporting uh, sporting Kansas City with your scarf there, which of is course. quite fine
1: i had my first uh sporting game very recently and as as is appropriate in a club i now have my you know awesome sporting uh my sporting scarf um very festive everyone has a few of them here in kansas city you know we actually have a pretty good soccer uh team if you haven't heard about that and uh you know, now it's just for the Chiefs to start winning, right? Like, yeah. We're yeah. the darling I mean, of the league on the Royals' side. We've, we're clearly cleaning up on, on, the, on the soccer side. But, you know, what about them Chiefs, huh? What well, about them we'll Chiefs?
0: find out for this season. I, I think there was some interesting cuts as of this year, or maybe not. I don't know. I have not been up on the, <laughs> on the Chiefs. Jesus. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I think this is appropriate time for those who don't know who we are. What do we do, T-Rave? Who are we? Why would you listen to us as if this explanation helps that? But anyway. Well, uh,
0: I I am a happiness engineer up uh, for a company called Flywheel, which is a managed WordPress hosting company uh, in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, Previously, I have done social media slash digital media coordination with uh, actually some of the Kansas City uh, sports teams chiefs primarily and so uh, that that gives me no authority on sports <laughs> at all uh, but I have of worked with it I've worked inside their front office before um, but yeah just love tech uh, I I do a lot of WordPress stuff as well as just dabble in code and other just a tech enthusiast overall
1: of course of course and my name is Cody Beasley of Of course, if you didn't know who we were. Um, And I'm a user experience architect for a sports analytics company called Edge Up Sports. We do big data meets fantasy football. Um, So there you go. There you go. So
0: as you were uh, gallivanting around the southern parts of America, I was buying power tools and doing things in the new house. Uh, My back background is not super uh, festive yet but i plan on changing that
1: yeah i so. hope you i hope you put some big vinyl up you know like those massive vinyl stickers from uh like blick and and all that those are pretty fancy we'll see what i i can come up with so you know in in our respective neck of the woods uh you know springtime is coming has come and you know more activities are starting to come down the pipeline so T-Rev, what's going on in Omaha? What do people need to know about, you know, what's coming up in the next couple weeks?
0: I I mentioned it in the last episode, and I will uh, future thank you from the past, if that makes (laughs) sense, Uh, for anyone that comes out to the Flywheel open house that is actually tomorrow night. Uh, It will be on the Facebook group, and as we continue episodes of Blown Pixel, we'd like to bring uh, more events to our Facebook page so you know. But we are opening our doors after six-ish months in our new uh, new digs, if you will. And you get to come drink free booze and eat good food. And... That's that's about it for that. Uh, as always, there's always code things, uh, coding groups happening. Uh, JavaScript is a very popular group up here in Omaha, as w- well as two times a month, I believe, the Ruby on Rails uh, or at least Ruby meetup, uh, Ruby and open source, I guess it is. Uh, so that's always good. Whether you're just kind of entering the space or you want to help others or
1: you're just looking to kind of expand your your knowledge so in kansas city you know we have some of our staples Uh, i run a a community group that explores kind of culture and history in kansas city called functional and we have something called mellow mondays that happens every monday at the green lady from 9 p.m until whenever uh, you want to go home, I suppose. I, I think the, the lounge until is open you late. Yeah, until they kick you out. Delicious cocktails, wonderful ambiance, jazz, seven nights a week. It's in a wonderful place. Uh, and, you know, we're just in the back every Monday. I think we took like one one week off um, for Christmas or something last year. Uh, and then we also have um, a Maker Fair coming up. Uh, Kin City is the fourth largest in the nation. Um, And uh, that one, I believe, is in June, June 27th through the 28th. Um, So that's coming up here in a a couple months. And then finally, One Billion Bits, which is another labor of love that I am closely associated with. And uh, the conversation here in Kansas City, as we were the first to get fiber. Uh, has been, what can you build with fiber? And so the conversation came around to, uh, what does that really mean? Um, And it started to come down the pipe as, what do next generations networks, software, frameworks, all that start to look like? So
0: it is time to jump into some of the articles, into some of the news that
1: has uh, piqued our interest lately. I'll start. You know, my first thing is the Google Chrome bit. Um and you know basically what it is you know for folks who have have played around with you know the Google uh the little Chromecast it's it's kind of like it's a dongle you pop into an HDMI cable but this is basically a USB drive a little longer than what I think people are used to um but it's an entire Chrome computer on this little guy so like it's it's the full bag. Um, it's a hundred bucks, or sorry, it's less than a hundred bucks, and it's an entire Chrome OS computer. Um, so you can do all kinds of crazy stuff with it. It's got you know, uh, I, I believe um, some pretty decent stats for what it is. It's got a really cool um, like swivel piece to it. So if you're trying to jam it into a small space or whatever, you can actually flip it up. Um, and hook it up to your TV, you know, whatever you want to do. It's really fancy. You can run your own Linux programs, all that other stuff. So, uh, Did you see what this was about? Do you have any cool applications you can think of off the bat that you'd use something like this for? I don't know about applications. Uh,
0: I, I find it funny, though, how how just technology kind of swings back and forth and how actually within the last few years, it's gotten the swings have gotten closer to each other. And what I mean by that is I just remember... Being a kid ish uh, uh, earlier years, and they're like, hook a computer to your TV, and like, I mean, we've seen that before, even way before we uh, were kids. But like, um, you know that, you know, surf the internet on your TV, and then it'd die <laughs> out, and then someone else would try, and then it die out. That, and then actually netbooks. I of want course, to know where the netbooks of the world have ended up uh, in some kind well, of hellish they're called compost. They're called MacBook Airs now is what they're called. Well, I mean, no, well, I'm talking about, like, the MSIs and the
1: ASU. Well, that's what, that that's that what out, I'm but... saying. Like, I feel like that, I mean, they were a, they were 8-inch books. I mean, so, like, <laughs> my, my, you know, I had, I had a MacBook Air, and that's the 11-inch. It's basically just, I think it was before its time, it had shitty battery life. It was still very heavy. Like I think it was just um, everyone hated those netbooks. But now, because we have kind of thin clients and and a bunch of this kind of virtualization power, it started to make a lot more sense. But
0: yeah, we'll get and into so, that. You all, and so that that's where these kind of come in is like okay, yeah. uh, what more of your computing daily computing is done actually on the internet, and so you don't need all that much power. And now you like you. Spend you have the entertainment system in your house, so why not just hook it in? And so uh, I think Google, you know, starting with the Chromebooks, like you know, started that kind of. Move towards that. I find it funny because they also did the Google TV and not the Chromecast and not the Google Fiber TV but the actual Google TV that were found on some Sony devices some Logitech um, which had a keyboard and they keep kind of coming back to say hey, uh, we want to be in your living room. Uh, We want to be front and center. Uh, I think this is a, a decent play in the sense of like now it's just part, like your computer is connected to your TV and so you really don't have those boundaries of well, I have to get this app, but it's only for the Apple TV, or I can only stream to this, but only from the Chromecast. You know, th- that being said, that they're working their way back into uh, the living room as, as they need to be if they, so, they want to So you stay think this is
1: primarily an entertainment situation? Is that kind of where you think the target is for something like this? I think entertainment
0: entertainment primarily but with a secondary like oh i can check my email I, I can always stay connected in a full sense of being you know i don't have to pull out my phone on the couch i can just switch over to the the chrome bits and and do everything right. from there
1: well so i think this is something that that's kind of uh you know it's a milestone at least in how consumers are, are buying computers right so used to have these massive towers, I mean, I still have one, if you're in, in kind of Windows gaming and that sort of stuff, you still might opt for one of those things, but, you know, it's been long heralded that the death of the PC um, has been coming, and I think that, you know, with Mac uh, minis and, you know, these these hyper-small, um, thin computers, like these ultra-compacts and, and this kind of stuff, I think that people are starting to say, hey, I have this large-screen TV, I've got a 4K monitor, or, or sorry, a 4K TV that, um, you know, I spent less than $1,000 to get, you know, it's 50 inches or whatever. Um, so display technology has gotten cheaper, better, uh, etc. And I think they don't want these bulky computers because they don't care anymore. Uh, so they're just popping in, you know, one of these Chrome bits. They don't buy this massive thing. They've got phones, they've got, you know, maybe a laptop, but... Um, I can see this in a professional capacity or rather even like a hobbyist kind of thing like I can write a Unix based program and then like spit it out like in some ways I haven't been able to get a tiny computer um, that that's been able to do this
0: yeah it'll be interesting to to see the price the actual price point and then uh, you know kind of the offerings with it because it is a pretty strong little computer I think is two gig worth of RAM All right, so T-Rave, what do you have on your list? All right, so today there was uh, a little panel of some fascinating people talking about a fantastic movie. (laughs) And that is Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, Episode 7 in the collection of star wars uh as as it were and uh they they came out with a new trailer and it is fantastic on so many levels uh if if you're living under a rock You know, uh, Disney now owns uh, the Star Wars bit of things, and J.J. Abrams is stepping in as uh, the director of this seventh movie, uh, the long-awaited, if you will, as everyone was like, oh, will they ever make a seventh movie? No, they don't need to. Yes, they need to. And then, you know, the first three, uh, the uh, literal episode one, two, and three were made, and they're like, oh kind of put a bad taste in a few people's mouths and so now jj J. abrams is, is is taking the wheel and we'll see where it ends uh these trailers are fantastic
1: i love that they have uh this vintage look to it like mm-hmm. I, I don't did they sh- did they shoot on film like that that is really really good stuff and it fits right in with the the identity and the branding and and kind of the um uh the the motif i guess the stylistic piece of, of the original ones uh seamlessly actually works better yeah. than it works better in the first three well
0: and i i think one of the one of the cool parts about watching it even that second time is that you know it's obviously in the future past episode six but it's not too far in the future but there is obviously you know the the empire has fallen and, but it's still alive in some senses, and so there have been tweaks to the stormtroopers. However, you see X-wing, so you're gonna get some battles there. You got the Millennium Falcon, obviously, and and Han Solo and Chewbacca is you know the concluding mm-hmm. uh, little Original piece of it and in so, this one, yeah. Yeah, and, and there, yeah, a lot of original folks in it, uh, and I think they're playing off the age between the movies. Obviously, like I mean,
1: physical age of the totally, real actors. Totally, totally. Um, well, but it, in yeah, very it's unique... like thirty years. It's almost exact to when the first movies were actually done. So they've they've just basically said, "Yeah, you're that old. Good job." Very exciting. I I, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my next item is the Amazon Dash button. Um, and I'm a massive uh, Amazon fan. I, I'm a, a big Prime person. As as um, as am, as am, I, as am I. they collect a lot of yeah. my money. I think <laughs> I think Amazon has changed the game. Certainly as how I've 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 purchased things. I used to use Micro Center and like all these other on online retailers. Now um, I primarily use Amazon for uh, everything from dry goods to bulk stuff. I don't even use Costco anymore. Um so anyway, uh the latest Amazon innovation, uh kind of following that one touch button that they have, which is so so addictive, um, is the Amazon dash button. So what they've done is they have these little like physical things that hook into your Wi Fi network and therefore, you know, brands that you know about like Tide or, you know, um there's a whole bunch of things like um you know, like granola bars or or whatever and so what you do you literally stick them next to you know wherever that item is used so maybe it's a laundry room if you're buying detergent or whatever and whenever you get close to you know or close to um being done with some detergent or whatever you just hit the button and it sends it off like that's it uh, and they've opened this up for just Prime folks, you know, folks who have already paid that. I'm sure there's like an R&D margin or people who are already hooked into the system, so they'll likely purchase out. Um, but, you know, I think this is super interesting. I love it, of course, but there's some little piece of me that's like, you know, it it's almost like wow we've really we've really removed that layer like <laughs> almost almost completely like uh, and I, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, you know how we're using technology with these seamless layers but w- what are some of your thoughts on something like this T rave when they first announced it I was like all right like yeah, I can get
0: behind that I, I understand um, however like at the same point I'm like I don't like it's it's weird to for some of these, like dishware, uh, oh, dish, not dish uh, clothes, yeah, dish detergent as well as clothes detergent. Uh, you know, it's hard to think about like, why would I need a button? I only buy this once every three months. But then you actually think about it and you're like, oh, that makes sense. But it's, it's, a, it's actually a big barrier of entry, I think, in, in the sense of your mind. And, and it's not just because it's a button that automatically orders you uh, something, but more on getting your goods from Amazon. And you know they have been offering uh, their cupboard or uh, whatever their prime
1: pantry stuff pantry yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, their pantry stuff for a while and uh, I know at work we're a big fan of it and it makes life easier um, you know it's but you're just you're you have to kind of unwire yourself from the typical like I have to go to a store. Right, right. And it's it's not even like, oh, I have to go to a store. It's just that's what I do. And so uh, I'm a big fan of it. However, uh, just you know, the initial thoughts were, this is cool. Am I going to use it? But at the same time,
1: it's like, why not?
0: I buy everything else off Amazon, and I hate going to retailers.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I saw this button, and my initial reaction was that this was obviously just like a physical manifestation of the one-click button. Mm-hmm. And I think at the very first, it's like, you know, yeah, um, these buttons are free. It's not like I'm, I'm purchasing them. Um, and I, I'm forgetting this shit all the time. Like, all these domestic things, like, domestic shit in my life is is the worst. So, like, I run out of dishwasher, detergent, or whatever. And this is saying how lazy I am. This is totally the first world issue. I have a grocery store on my actual block like, it is, it is just on the diagonal, the hypotenuse distance from, from my house, and I still constantly forget, like, laundry detergent, or toothpaste, or, you know, all these little things that kind of fall through the cracks, and it's just something I don't take a trip out to do, and I'm, I'm certainly not going to the store just for the hell of it, like, um, but, I do order a ton of things off Amazon, and I have like my mailboxes like stuffed with these little things. so for me, it's like I just it's I'm actually wired to love this type of thing. Versus kind of the traditional shopping experience, um, where I gotta write it on a list, and then I gotta, um, I've gotta have my list out when I go to shopping, and then I put it all here, and I, you know, and then I'm in the grocery store, so I end up purchasing other things because I have no lack of discipline or control in my life, and uh, this is something that you know, boop, it's done, it's there two days, whatever. Um, For me, this is kind of awesome. And uh, especially for these little like dumb domestic things that I already hate dealing with. Next up on on my
0: on my news list is tidal, the new music streaming service. Uh, Own you know for artist by artist is really how I look at that. Uh, it's owned by Jay Z as well as quite a few other celebrity. Uh, musicians and this service uh they announced probably about a month ago and i i'll be honest, like it kind of came out of nowhere for me for me uh, other people might have already kind of known about it um but the first day as they're announcing it i remember like a buddy and i at work like trying to figure out what it was to ultimately get down to it's just another streaming service yeah yeah, and, and so uh, I, I bring it up because it was back in the headlines today as they've partnered or acquired a service. Uh, oh, how do you say it? It's dizzy. Oh, nope. Sound is maybe even the even the verse. This is so. Are... This
1: is so weird to me. Like so, when I heard about title, and I, I will admit, I will admit that I am not well versed in this subject. So just take that for pulling things out of my ass. Just like. Really anything we talk about, frankly. So, disclaimer anyway. Um, and when I heard about this, uh, A, the first thing that I heard in all the media was, you know, that it was, like, bombing or that it, was, it wasn't, it was like, doing very hot or, you know, it, it was basically just a negative ecosystem or sentiment around this type of topic. And the question for me is, um, yeah, where do you... This is a hyper-competitive space in in uh, an ecosystem that's primarily UX based or user experience based. So like with Spotify and REO, uh even Google Play for the kind of warehouse approach to things and embedded in the Android ecosystem. These are really well situated, like entities. Now I did just recently switch from spotify which i had done for years by the way to rdio just based on like its designer porn essentially like the design of the application is marginally better and th- the recommendation system seems to be a little slightly more in line but i'm talking like these are studied nuances between major players um so i'm very curious why they thought it was a good idea uh they're they they may have a better bead on what a demographic to use something like this would be. I know a lot of folks end up using um, YouTube, actually. That's why Google had YouTube Music, uh, because yep. some people, they don't want to pay for anything or whatever. But do you have any handle on why this would exist? Like, Well, I
0: I, th- I think at the end of the day, when you watch some of their, their videos, it's very... Like I said, it's, it's for artist by artist, and they're actually paying out more... Than all these other streaming services, and that's been the biggest thing since ever. Uh, you know, is is how do people, how do the artists actually make money off of their their music? And you know, since the dawn of any kind of digital or analog replicator, music has always been uh, essentially. We'll, we'll just go with the term pirated uh, down the line. Now, uh, I I say that because. You know, with Spotify, there's been the whole thing with Taylor Swift of, like, not making her money and then blah, blah, blah. And, like, I think this follows the same thing is, you know, on one side you have the people that are like, oh, I really love this artist and I'll really support them I'll pay whatever. I'm like that with Radiohead, with Muse. I will buy their stuff all the time. But everyone else, like, uh, the general population behind this, uh, they just want to listen to the music and so... You know, it's it's. I don't know where this title stemmed from, but in the sense of it, I think it's more to align with like the public and how do people, how do artists get paid? Oh, well, Before well, we they have a platform that we built.
1: So that's that's. I mean, this is a. So you know, I'm I am definitely in in the kind of camp that the RIAA uh, are just like big dicks and you know they're they're basically swinging around uh, archaic thoughts um just generally suing people out of existence etc but that i think stems from my my per- perception or my my philosophy on the patronage of the arts and so when you talk about radiohead or you know or nine inch nails or any of these guys um, I think we buy their merch or we buy something that is truly unique, you know, something that, you know, I'm going to buy Tyco's, uh, posters, um, because it's brilliant artwork that's screen printed and all this, or there's, you know, a, a pressed, uh, vinyl or, you know, I think there's an entire ecosystem around, um, the extension or the, the, the pride Um, or the general patronage of of these people and plus the concerts and everything else i think that the music itself should be free and i always get very weirded out about um you know when taylor swift who is to be frank is one of the only artists that can pull this shit in this day and age um yeah people just want to listen to her music and frankly why are they trying to take out money for that. Like that's your major marketing drive that drives these massive product ecosystems around being associated, the extension of one's identity, the self-expression, like all these other things. I just, when I hear this stuff, um, I just think people in those industries, have been approaching this from a very, very traditional archaic level. And I feel like, um, I, I hate it. I, I hate the way that they, they kind of flatten the landscape to say, like, this is better than that. When there's so much opportunity to take advantage of that, they just have an approach.
0: I, well, you can definitely tell uh, uh, it's been a week or so <laughs> since we've talked because we're all fired up. Oh, um, yeah. We're... <laughs> I, I, think, I think at this point of the show we should uh, 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 cut – Cut the last two pieces that we That's have. That's what I'm, and, I'm totally for, that. <laughs> and jump into In Musk We Trust, because this yes. is brilliant on everything, and this course, is why of course we we trust In Musk. That's Elon <laughs> Musk. For any of you that uh, are not familiar with this segment of the show, uh, Cody, would you like to, to kick yes. it off?
1: And so, uh, the latest stuff in the Elon camp is SpaceX launched the Falcon 9 rocket again, And uh, because uh, we don't have a shuttle, the shuttle was retired a a number of years ago, a couple years ago, I don't remember when it was, Um, but we do not have reusable um, rocket situation. So the whole point of this Falcon 9 uh, and this mission was um, I think it was the, what, CRS-6, um, I, I, I don't remember if that's the acronym, but basically a, a dragon capsule on the top of this Falcon 9 rocket. They were just delivering supplies to the ISS, or the International Space Station. And so the whole point of the Falcon 9 rocket is to be able to go up, deliver a payload, do whatever it needs to, and then actually come back down to Earth, and technically, there's a small little drone platform in the middle of the ocean that this rocket comes down to and lands on. Um, you know easy as that, right? Like it's easy never been it done that. It's never been done before. Um, they've done multiple attempts. This is I believe the second one. second one maybe. I, um, like every
0: every problem that they've had, they're trying to land on this small barge, and like in comparison, when you see it coming down, you're just like, "Wow, that barge and this is platform really is tiny!" Tiny, yeah. Tiny. No, it's
1: super <laughs> small. It's literally like I mean, it's a it's a stack needle kind of magnitude of difference here. And, and, and it bakes, you know it, it makes you question like. I mean, obviously, we
0: don't, from a far-off shot, we don't actually know how big it is. I'm sure it's, you know, bigger than what we're maybe perceiving, Banana but it's, it's scale, still not man. that big. But, like, it begs the question, like, why don't you make the barge larger? But when I say that, I also come back to say it's Elon Musk.
1: Well, and it's, and SpaceX, not, it's not only that. It's, it's this saying explode. we can do it. These things explode. <laughs> I mean, it's so I think it's something like they're gonna do 15 more of these guys in this year, or something like that. There's, there's, I think more than 10. And so, um, if you take a look at that, I mean, it's it's coming down. Like here's the platform, and here's it comes down hot. By the way, it, well, it I, does I think come it's in not hot.
0: Supposed to come down that hot.
1: And then as soon as it sets down, um, there's a couple jets with the lateral, and it falls and the whole thing explodes. But it so tries it a... so hard
0: to stay vertical. It, well, it's it was because there's
1: a lateral jet shooting out knocking it over. Like but it was so close. It was just that small uh, you know, lateral momentum on the side there that just pushed it over. So, it, it's it's
0: fascinating to 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 be in this time and age as we explore the further things in life. <laughs>
1: I always let you just roll with these things because it's like. Who knows where they're going to end? You don't even know what's going to happen when you start on these. No one knows where that's ending,
0: not even myself. All right, that's it. That's that's done. Blown Pixel episode 9.
1: We will see you next episode, guys. Have a good week. Please hang up and try again.